to Biz Design Queen's podcast. I am your host, Catherine Goose, along with Christy Wong, owners of Homely Creatures and co-founders of Biz Design Queen's. We chat about how job sharing led us to success and tips and tricks on how you can use job sharing personally and as a business owner. Plus, occasionally, we'll drop some humorous parenting chit-chat. We take a collaborative approach to helping you design your business and your life to empower you to be and do what you want. Welcome back to another awesome episode. This is in fact only our second podcast with COVID-19 isolation. We are recording this virtually, so bear with us. Uh, it's through Zoom, but how cool is technology? Yeah, it's um, one cool. thing with <laughs> One thing with COVID-19 has taught us is about pivoting and flexibility, which we are quite used to. So in today's episode, we're going to chat about what job share isn't and is, the benefits and why prepping now for the future is so important, particularly for post-COVID-19, as people are calling it. So we want to just prepare everyone for that. Uh, One thing we know you are all thinking is what the hell, what the heck is job sharing? We first thought that when we were approached um, to do job share within our role at BHP. So job sharing isn't about putting two different people together and saying, do the same job. It is about putting two people together whose skill sets complement each other to undertake the same job position and succeed. You might also be thinking this isn't for you and we get that. And we aren't saying it is for everyone or every organisation. What we are saying is be open to the idea and willing to educate yourself further on it. So we talk about like the April unemployment rate. Um, It's not quite out yet, but the March one is still showing as a bit of a, you know, a steady flat line of 5.2% for Australia. But Given April, May, June, so over the next three months, according to uh, the Reserve Bank, the governor there, Philip Lowe, he's predicting as high as 10% by June. So that's a lot. So I guess people need to start preparing themselves for that. Um, We need to remain flexible. You can't, I think the one thing that people shouldn't do is, I want this job and just keep looking for it and still be unemployed in 12 months. I think that's why you need to be flexible about your options. Um, You know, if you are a part-timer, perhaps you need to be looking for a full-time role or perhaps you know someone else that is a part-timer or a full-timer looking for work and maybe you can combine each other and, you know, put forward a proper proposition to job share in a full-time role or perhaps um, you're full-time and you need to drop back to a part-time position that is a job share advertised role so that I guess those are the things that people need to consider so rather than just waiting for the ideal job there's a lot of unemployment by you know if these predictions are correct so I think you know they need to consider this as an option and yeah that's that's our um, recommendation 
I guess too, from our employer's perspective, they also should be considering job share and flexible work in order to retain their staff as well. So um, instead of just having to say, um, unfortunately, there's no position for you anymore, they could actually look to introduce a job share arrangement and they should be able to retain all of their staff and have two people share one role. So that's also a way to think about staff retention. I guess that's, Mm. that's really when we talk about pivoting for this current situation with COVID, that's what we, that's what we're talking about. Organizations now need to start to think differently about how they employ um, employees into their organization. It's not as clear cut as full-time, part-time working five days a week or seven days a week or whatever. It's yeah, you really need to think about how you can keep your staff and um, utilize them all whilst we're in this COVID COVID period. And I guess and that I brings job. You go. Sorry, I think I was just like with JobKeeper, that's another prime example. So I think it's like $750, takeout taxes, approximately $550. So, you know, that that that's a big cut for some people uh, to, to go down to a, a smaller wage. But um, ultimately, you might look at for an interim, particularly if it's going to take six to 12 months to ramp up in a business again, is that maybe, yeah, to retain those, say, two staff, you just put them down to a flexible work arrangement. So maybe they're doing three days or four days each, and then they start to look at like a job share arrangement for one position. So rather than losing two employees, they're... Um, they're retaining those and you know you can just work something out and you know by the end of it they might decide that that actually worked better than um what was originally thought just to keep one person on so yeah Mm, exactly and i guess too from my employer's perspective they have to think well they are actually that they will reduce the number of positions they have but they will maintain their staff count and i think that's the most important thing is if you can retain your staff count that impacts towards the unemployment rates as well particularly now so i think that's absolutely yeah a good way to think about it so i guess that brings us jumping into um the benefits of job sharing so we really wanted to cover in particular the benefits and why job sharing is um so good and so popular at the moment not even at the moment I was going to say um one of our points is that we aren't the first ones to start job sharing um it's occurred well before us but um yeah so it has been around for a while but I think the uptake in Australia uh, for flexible work and job share is really starting to kick in now so Um, We've mentioned job share, you can retain your staff, which is fantastic. And um, another bonus or benefit is that um, you get a diverse skill set for one position. So you having two people fill one position, they both have different skill sets. Yes, they would probably have some similar skill sets and they'd have some crossover, but they would ultimately have different skill sets that they can bring to that one position. So for that one position, you've really got um, uh, two highly skilled people that bring to in that are coming into one role. So, I think that's a real a real benefit. Um, and then also along with that, you've got different ideas and different approaches. So, I think that's a, a really big thing as well about thinking outside the box. Particularly now, everything's about thinking outside the box. How can we do things differently? Having two people in one position, you're absolutely going to get that thinking outside the box and getting different approaches to um, work and how they get work done. 
And I guess how they always say, two brains are better than one. So that's the same situation for this. And, um, you know, productivity, you increase that because you've got two different skill sets combined. So when one person's struggling with something, the other person often can pick up that pace and, um, and fill that gap. And the other person actually learns from that. So the skills are just, you know, broadening. A key benefit to job sharing is improve. It really improves organizational culture. Um, and that being because people can continue to work, but they can work flexibly, flexibly work the hours they want, the days they want doing the job that they really really like so I think as opposed to having say a full-time person who doesn't really want to be there full-time dragging the chain a bit uh, it's Thursday I've got to do this this and this uh, before Friday oh, Friday comes now I'm not going to do it I'll just do it next week I think with job share you've really got those driven um, driven outcome focused people which improves culture because at the end of the day they're happy going to work they're happy doing their work they've only got three two or three days, maybe four days to do their work. And I just think when you've got employees doing what they want, the work that they love in the hours they want, that's automatically going to lead to organisational culture uh, improvements. And I think because you are doing those reduced days, particularly we can actually um, agree with this, is that you've got three days and you're accountable for those three days. So everything you do each day and you get to Friday and if you haven't been accountable Wednesday and Thursday, uh, you do. You're, what have I achieved to hand over to my job share? So you really do push um, within those, you know, eight hours or so uh, rather than going, I'll just do it tomorrow. And look, we've been there. We've worked the five-day weeks and, you know, sometimes you've had a really tiring week and you get to Friday and the things carry over to the next week. Whereas... In, in our positions, we were like, if I, if I don't do it, I'm going to put all this pressure back onto the other person. So um, you, just keep, you just keep producing, you keep um, producing, you keep pushing and um, you just don't waste time. And you do, you think, you think differently as well. I think you go, oh, what's my priorities? How can I simplify things? How can I do things quicker? And, you know, each week you get better at how you, um, how you operate like that. So. And I guess you've got that accountability to that other person so and that visibility because it's not that your team will notice that you haven't done stuff. It's actually that your job share partner is going to notice that you haven't done stuff. So you're accountable to that person and to your team. So that, I, that really drives you to get your work done in your three days worth of work days that you've got but yeah. I also think that because you've only got that short period of time you are you do get into it you go right bang I've got to do all of this work like Catherine you said before I've got to do all of this work so you really push 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 to get it done because you go uh you're not thinking oh, I've got five days here but then at the end of the day if you're doing a job that you love you wouldn't be thinking I've got five days here anyway um but yeah I think that that's that's really key and another thing too like that the, the process and tools that we had in place to to do a handover is that you can actually see how much work has been delivered so it's not like we just you know come in on a Monday and off you go doing your work you actually see what was achieved and what's you know yet to be done so if you start showing kind of red flags on all this stuff that's not getting done each week well you know that's something to be concerned about but you know when you're in that position it um it shouldn't get to that case 
Yeah, exactly. And I guess that too leads, well, like the key benefits, you know, productivity, organizational culture, clear visibility and accountability. And at the end of the day, motivation for that Mm. specific employee. Like I know because Catherine and I have job shared together for so many years, like I'm motivated to do a good job for her and I'm motivated to Mm. come to work as well. And I guess when I keep coming back to it, but when you only got three days and you love doing your work in those three days, you're highly motivated to get your work done. So yeah, I think this, that's, yeah. And, you know, our managers and um, senior leaders and that within the organisation that we worked at, uh, at BHP, they were always uh, giving us really great feedback. So that also gave us that incentive to keep pushing. So um, that was really quite a good response of, response from from them to just to keep doing what we're doing and what we were doing was great so um i guess too with covid 19 now's the time for people to be you know thinking outside that square and where where you do have those two people with the diverse skills and that it's it's that's the opportunity where you're using those resources to to be creative and also be analytical uh, like we are. I'm creative and Christy's the analytical. So combine those two skills and during these times, that's the time where once COVID is over, it's time to hit the ground and um, start, you know, increasing profit through higher productivity. So it's now, it's it's not after, it's now. So you always see results uh, I think they say, you do the work now, you see the results in six months. So that's something that um, businesses need to to think about is don't wait until it's all over. We'll, you know, hit the ground running then. It's now. Do the work now. Now is the opportunity. Mm, and I was going to say, we've seen a few... Um small businesses and other businesses that have kind of hit pause on their business or they've gone, Oh, thrown their hands up in the air. This COVID it's really hit us. Um, there's not much I can do. My business is gone, blah, 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 blah. But, and I, I have sympathy on those people. Don't think that I don't, but I think like Catherine said, you know, like we said earlier, you need to pivot. You need to think differently. You need to think outside the box and you need to be ready. So when things go back to normal, as people are talking about, then you need to be ready to hit the ground running. So you need to work now and work hard to get all your pivoting activities and your next stages into place. So then you can hit the ground running. And it is also a trial and error period too for businesses. So now's the time to see what works through a tough time. So take those risks and and trial a whole heap of different things and whatever works now, you know that it's going to amplify when it comes to post-COVID. So those are the things that um, when you've got that job share arrangement, they can come up with a variety of testing components and then put it all together and see what does work and what doesn't. And if you come up with a hundred things that you've tried and you end up with two things, you can say, well, I tried 98 things and you've only got, yeah. So those are the things that that's how we need to be thinking. Yeah. And I was going to say now's like the, if you're one of these people that go, oh, I'm not sure if COVID, um, COVID, I'm not sure if job sharing is good for time. me. Jobs now is the perfect time. So you could take one position that you, you know, might've had to let go of two people for, put those two people 
consult them, ask if they would be interested in doing a job share and you can trial it, you know, and you could trial it for the next three months. And at the end of it, it might be the best thing that happened to your organization and those two resources. So then you've, you've know, you've got this kind of downtime period. That's when you need to be trialing things and testing Absolutely. things. And don't say yeah. job share is not for me until you've actually tested it and tried it. Absolutely. And look, you know, we're not the first ones to talk about it. Like it is, it sounds new, but it's been around for a very long time. Just Australia and New Zealand are behind the times. So, you know, so if we talk about Talon, uh, a Talon report from like LinkedIn from the past two years, I think their report came out end of last year or early this year, 2017 to 2019, there was a 78% increase in job share positions. So that's a lot. So we know it's, we know it's there, but Australia and New Zealand are quite behind. And, you know, we can talk about the, the States and the UK and Europe really like we've been engaging with uh, some companies within those countries and they've been doing it for years. So we know it's not new here, um, but it's just getting organisations to jump on board and utilise that, particularly with the, you know, the skill sets and that around, because they do talk about Australia and New Zealand um, not having the right skill sets or there's a shortage of skill sets. Uh, so I think that's something, that's a key thing that we need to remember. And look, if we're talking about how long has JobShare been around for, Let's talk about a professor, Stuart Friedman. He's in the um, he's in the states, and he was a professor at a university, and then he founded the Wharton Leadership Program, and and I can't think what date he founded that leadership program. But back in two thousand and one, he was appointed a two year um, arrangement or assignment with the Ford Motor Company. So we all know who Ford is. And he was appointed the director of leadership, basically to go in and sort out the leadership team within that um, company. So, and he had like 50 something or 50 plus uh, employees working for him at the time where he had job share arrangements um, that he uh, introduced and it was extremely successful, which then changed the the diversity within the leadership team as well so it was basically changing that dynamic of that whole male also domineering they're always the leaders um not saying that some of those job sharers weren't men but um it was just bringing in saying you can be diverse you can have multiple people in one role and make it extremely successful. So, you know, 2001, that was 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. So that's just showing how far behind we are in Australia and New Zealand. In New Zealand. So, um, you know, we could talk about examples for ages, but we won't. Um, and I guess, you know, if we start talking about, Christy, some of the, the recent news in melbourne and um, articles and that we'll probably just sort of go into those a little bit now but there's if you if you google job sharing you will find so many companies in australia that are doing it and um i think everyone's eyes will start to widen a little bit 
Yeah, and I was going to say a lot of the big companies like we were with BHP and that they were big for job sharing and KPMG as well. We know that they've implemented job sharing. And then recently on the Channel 7 News in Melbourne, um, there was actually a sports report with the AFL and they are exploring all avenues of flexible work. And what do you know that they mentioned? One of the key arrangements was job share as well. So they'll be looking into, uh, yeah, in... Uh, putting job share in within the AFL so I guess that's just that's that's three big ones just to note who um, are interested in job share and who are who are also doing job share so yeah if you just look at those big ones it's huge and there's and I think oh just like even talking about COVID I guess and not even just COVID but prior to COVID you know mental health was a massive thing within within the world and, and the Australian work health safety legisla- legislations are really pushing for, you know, better mental health. So the, the campaigns are you okay? And those types of the suicide awareness, like why, why not introduce something like this? So if you're having job share and you're only working those three to four days a week, um, you know, and flexible work arrangements, you know, that's, that's a big thing. I think that should be, you know, spoken about more often is how can we, if you've got someone in your work that's stressing, then how can we make things better for them? So rather than them be stressed about their full-time arrangement, perhaps they need to reduce down and have a better work-life balance. Absolutely, because it all comes down to uh, the health of our of ourselves and the health of our employees as well. If we're a manager within um, an organisation, I was going to say to Catherine, you made a point, but now I can't remember what it was. Oh, I, I just yeah, while you're thinking about your point, I um, you know this job share arrangement it can be within senior leadership, so there's quite a lot of people. Um, that are in senior leadership roles. So I've looked at the, in the UK, there's a, oh, I can't think of the company, but extremely senior roles. And these gentlemen have been in the role for a few years. I think one of them was looking at potentially retiring in a few years. So that's why that's also another arrangement Um you know, a good thing for those that are looking to leave in say five years time, they might want to start to ease down and also share their skills with someone else. So I think that's something to remember. Uh, You don't want to lose all those skills and anyone that leaves an organisation for for any reason that is extremely, um, extremely. Are Are you trying to say highly skilled? Or highly, highly skilled, highly, yeah, highly skilled. <laughs> and has I, a lot of know, organisational knowledge. Yeah, experience is an SME within that organisation. Then, you know, you don't want to lose all of that. That is a lot of information within one person. Um, I know Christy and I, we had a combined, what, 21 years with BHP. So <laughs> putting those skills together, like, Anyone came to us to ask us any question, even if it wasn't within our current role, they would just come to us and go, I know this isn't your position or your job now, but give us this information on this. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, because so we... I think that 
Yeah, because we'd been around for so long. I, yeah, because you've got that organisational knowledge that they don't want to lose, they want to retain it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say just on the off the back of that job share to Catherine mentioned you know bringing two senior roles in or two people into job share senior roles so does it it can actually work across any role with people with any skill set so I've been doing some reading of late too around senior people job sharing with more um, like junior staff so you know you can consider that as well because that's a career development opportunity for those the junior staff members to um, work with the senior member so they job share together so and about large organizations we've been with a large bit, uh, company for for a long time it's a global company and we've seen multiple org changes once maybe twice a year and you get a new leader leader whether it be you know, four positions up for the entire company. And every single time they go and change what they think, what they think is fit for the company. And I personally don't believe that's the right thing. They need to have a look at what's been done and assess that. Whereas if you've got two leaders in that position, you then get that broader skill set in to make sure that the right decision is done and that you don't, I guess, frustrate all your employees. So I think that's another another key thing. Um, one one uh, company in the UK I was reading is uh, two, I think they're CEOs, so job sharing, uh, that one position, which is phenom- phenomenal. And they work, uh, both work for, I think, four days a week each which seems a lot but they also get a day in low every fortnight so when you are a senior leader we can see how stressed and how busy um, those CEOs are but if they're working if they've actually got two of you one just remember that skill set you've got that broader range but if you're actually working a few additional days within that fortnight the stress levels of that particular position would be lowered with um, the additional person so you're actually getting more days out of say those two weeks but reducing the, the the stress levels which i think is great for mental health you know we've seen ceos or um very uh, senior head ofs within our organization and they are phenomenally just so busy that Sometimes they can't function or, or chat because it's just got so much going on. So I think that's another incredible thing we should look into. I was going to say the burnout rate, too, of those um, oh. high-level employees like CEOs, head of VPs, you know, that, yeah, is huge. Like I think within our organisation we gave most most of the um, head ofs or the big um, CTOs last about five years or so, I think. So you can kind of take from that, you know, the burnout rate for such a highly stressed role, yeah, is huge. So share that load between two people and um, I think it is And they do sort of difference. cycle. They do cycle through those very senior roles every two to five years. And, um, and I haven't actually, I've just a thought that's come into mind now is I should look at the stats for job sharing in that particular role, whether they hang around for that longer than five years because you've got the two, the two heads. So um, that, that would be an interesting fact. Mm, definitely something we should uh, we'll look into and get back to yeah. all on. Interesting. 
but you can see that we've got a lot of passion for this and um, we love it. We've been in the role for nearly four years and we were successful for, you know, extremely um, senior mining companies across the globe, BHP. And with that, because we were so good at job sharing, we decided that we would um, start up a business and now we're on to our second, third business. So we're really passionate about it. We know it works. Um, we have a system, we have a process that does work and um, we just want to share this journey and support businesses through this really shitty time to, to ultimately get to the other side of it and then be winning before the post-COVID starts. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say now's the time. Now is the time and you need to take it with both hands and run with it. So, yeah, don't wallow in your own pity. Just grab it and go and test and, you know, you don't know until you've tested. So test and adapt, test and adapt and that, that's what you can do. And look, if, if you're working within an organisation and you think this is an awesome idea, share this. Share this with your employee, your other employees, um, your managers. Share it because it doesn't, we're not selling anything here. We just want to make the awareness um, greater than it already is because at the moment it's, it's minimal in Australia and New Zealand. And I think that is a sign that we need to catch up with the other countries. Absolutely. So hit the share button, Facebook, Instagram, do it. You can find us on now Spotify and Apple and Google podcasts. So go and share away. Jump on your LinkedIn and share, share, share. We want to promote and I guess share this message as wide as we can throughout Australia and the globe. Thanks for joining and we'll see you guys soon.